Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Typical Creative Podcast. I am Ashton, your host, and it's really good to have you here today. Thanks for listening. If you have been enjoying these, definitely don't forget to leave a review. Even if you just drop some stars and you don't want to use your little digits to type something out. But if you do, that'd be great too. I'd read them. So anyways, have you ever wondered what goes on in someone's head who seems to think a lot? Or maybe someone who roasts coffee and stands there staring at the beans, just spinning around cooling. Well, today's conversation is essentially going to be that. Unlocking the mind, the beautiful and wonderful and interesting mind, my friend Jake. And Jake is one of those guys who has a lot of skills and a lot of talents. And he's also just so incredibly chill. So this conversation should be really delightful for you to just kind of dive in, jump in, and even get some hot takes if you hang on long enough with us. You know, plenty of you have had conversations with me as well as heard previous podcasts, and you know that sometimes I can be perceived as a bit of a jerk. But today, we will share that load as Jake and I both have an affinity for hot takes. And so, hot takes that hold water is going to be brought to you by today's episode. We, uh, we want to talk about pets. We're going to talk about my scaly lizard Gotham and some of his interesting pets, as well as just life. So, creatives, thank you for tuning in. I hope that this sparks some creativity in your own life. As I've heard from many of you after each episode, this conversation is just a place for you to even roll around new ideas in your head. So, Without further ado, here is Jake Bennett. I hate everyone. You like to make people feel bad. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, coffee. Sorry. Coffee yeah, I forget. Yeah. Yeah. Like mo- the, I feel like the common understanding of roasting is like you put somebody on a chair and mm-hmm. everyone passes Boom. a microphone. and Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. I was, uh, so. all my buddies are always like, so do you, like when people like walk up to the roasting bar, do you just like make fun of them? And I'm like. I wish I could sometimes, but so, but yeah. You just take pictures of them taking pictures. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a zoo animal. Yeah. It's like, whoa. Yeah, yep. I can imagine that's probably kind of annoying as, well, maybe it's annoying sometimes. It's pretty weird. If Someone, people like treat you like a zoo animal. Yeah. They just stand there and I'm like yeah. working, like yeah. very clearly working. No and they're just like staring. It's weird. Okay, man. So. Do you have? I'm I'm so down to talk to you about what's happening here. If you have anything to say at all, yeah. and they're just like, yeah, that's always. I feel like when you get in spaces like that or situations like that, it can be really uncomfortable. But like the longer you do it, the more you're like, eh, yeah, whatever. I haven't reached that point yet. Yeah, but I, I mean, can't wait to like patience. Do. You know. Yeah. So you are chill. We'll get to that later, but <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the least interesting. We'll discover that <laughs> all three yeah. as we go. You know, yeah, that's, that's a, true. That's, that's an experience, yeah. experiential thing. Yeah. yeah, you'll experience it. Yeah, that's true. But the uh, the roasting that's not just a job anybody gets to have. Like you can't just be like, I'm gonna go roast coffee. Yeah, and find someone to pay you to do it. Yeah, that's true. Or even like to have enough money to do it yourself and yeah. make money on it. So like, how did that come about? What kind of like. Do you feel like there was anything about that process that you were like surprised by or did it just sort of like fall into place as you kind of navigated what you wanted to do each day? Yeah, it was, um, it certainly was 
um, a surprise, I suppose. The owner of Greenhouse, his name's Kurt. Uh, he's amazing. And we, I had started working there like one day a week because, you know, the band stopped doing stuff completely. And yeah, it was like the old coronavirus. Yeah, it was my best paying gig. <laughs> and so yeah. I had just bought a house and then COVID hit. And I'm like, oh, crap. I bought a house on the presumption that I would have X amount of income. So I, you know, perfect. Uh, yes, it was awesome. <laughs> Great <And> situation. <laughs> so about mid last year, Kurt asked Adam if it would be a big deal if I like came and picked up a shift every week, you know, at greenhouse cause they were sh- short staffed. Yeah. And so I've worked there for about a year and a half. And, um, I think it was just, uh, as a barista or yes. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Cause the roasting I, is new. Yes. I originally yeah. came on as just like a barista helping out behind the bar, someone they didn't have to train yeah. really. Cause I'd been doing it for two years at bearded lady. So yeah. I, I think it, the opportunity to roast was, it was, it was a combination of so many things. It's interesting when you work for two different people in the same in the same vein <laughs> yeah, you know like, are we friends or competitors yeah, i can't it, tell <laughs> it was really interesting and so just different manager styles and kurt is very much a a manager that i've i recently had a conversation with him i was like it's interesting because you're the type of manager that you are is i'm going to trust that i hired the right people to do the job and i'm going to push you off the cliff and you're going to figure it out on your way down <laughs> you know and yeah. trust that I hired you and you're going to learn how to fly, you know? And so he, he was like, Hey, do you want to come over here? This was probably like four or five months ago. He's like, Hey, I've got some ideas I want to do. I can give you this, 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 this full band immunity when the band starts back up, you know, and basically gave me a sales pitch. And so it took a lot of thinking and stuff, but, um, you know, the, the idea of roasting and controlling our product in house was really intriguing to me. And so I ended up saying yes. And we, cleaned out the space and uh ordered the roaster and it was here five days later and which that's a miracle in and of itself like absolutely that 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 was interesting too because it's like covid backed every supply of everything up yes and then the one thing you're like well let's start something new and all of a sudden yeah it's like five days you get this awesome well here's the thing is we were on the phone with you know, he, he gave me a week. He's like, all right, research this week. And I want, we're going to order one on Friday. And I was like, okay. And so I was like, you know, what's our budget? What's, you know, all this other stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, natural gas, propane, you know, electrical. Um, and he was like, gave me all the answers basically. And so I was on the phone with a supplier and I was like, Hey, this is kind of the machine that we're looking at. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, okay. Well, those are, uh, those like a five month wait list. We're like, very cool. And she's like, well, I have one of them with the automatic like roasting software built in. It's, you know, X amount more, but someone canceled their order and it's sitting on the warehouse floor right now, ready to ship. So I, you know, kind of had to tell Kurt this roasting software is really great. I think it's worth it. Yeah. Especially because it's five months sooner than right. anything else. And yeah, so well, you make that extra money back in the five months. Then yeah, yeah, you should definitely yeah, do definitely. it. <laughs> you know, so it's, like, it's a business. Yeah, if you idea. have the capital and yeah. Exactly. So he we pulled the trigger and it got here a week later instead of five Jeez. months, which is crazy. So it was one of those things that just really worked out. It was like it was crazy. Because yeah, you're deluxe. right. Everyone else. The lady on the phone was <laughs> yeah. like, Yeah, everyone's just like, you know, when the suppliers ran out, everyone was like, Well, we just need to control it ourselves. And you know, yep. and so she's like, Yeah, we're five months out. I was like, gee whiz. 
So yeah. yeah, it was really interesting. That's like some of that creative, like problem solving stuff where you're like, well, we weren't planning to spend this money, but definitely we make this back here. Is it worth, do we still have the idea enough to do yeah. it? And so you kind of like, you make your pros and cons list and you start yep. deciphering the text. Definitely. <laughs> it's like, so, what should we do? Yeah. We, we roasted for a little bit before we opened the space just to kind of like, you know, I did, we didn't want people drinking the first roast that I ever, you know, so it was like, except you. Yeah. Right. Yes. It's part so, of the experience. Yeah. So it was, it's been fun. Yeah. It's been awesome. Okay. So like along the lines of roasting, what have you learned so far? Cause you've, you're still new to Definitely. it. Yeah. So what are you like, what did you not realize you would love, but now you love it? Hmm. And what thing did you just not expect at all? Hmm. Maybe it's too new to even have that kind of introspection, but I'm going to ask yeah. anyways. <laughs> um, I think I, I enjoy the like almost solitude of it. Mm. You know, like I, I can just put my headphones on. I'm at the shop, so it's still a very social environment. Yeah. But I can still like be in my own little bubble. I really love that, which, yep. you know, I mean, you come into Bearded and we talk. And so when I was working the bar, I really liked the social aspect of the coffee shop world, yeah. you know? And so I thought that I wouldn't enjoy the solitary, like just roasting, but I really do. And, you know, if my mom comes in or Chelsea comes in or Natty comes in or something, I can still like yeah. kind of like bag beans and still talk and chat and everything. Yep. And so it's still, I can get that, but mm you know, during the day I just put my head down and, you know, listen to a couple albums or, you know, so yeah. it's that's been kinda, a nice mix. I think that's nice. Cause you can scratch your like musician itch still. Definitely. And sort of that artist that lives like that, like fine arts, like cinema lover. Yeah. Like you have yeah. that, that sort of thing about you that Definitely. you really enjoy that stuff. So if I can imagine that as someone who enjoys those things, working like an office nine to five job would be really miserable. Yeah. If you couldn't listen to music, if you couldn't yeah. like have somebody pop in without yes. it being like kind of inconvenient. Right. Yeah. It's definitely. A, so like, that's such a huge yeah. perk. Yeah. And it, and it's really, it's, awesome. it's, it's really helped me be more like in tune with the creativity pulse, like in Joplin. Yeah. Cause then I have time to listen to like, to like the Alec episode, you know, and it's like, I have right. to, Oh yeah. I just, you posted about it right when I got it to work. And I was like, perfect. I'm just going to put this nice. on, you know, or, you know, Fox Royale puts out a new song. Perfect. I'm, I have time to sit because yeah. I don't have Spotify premium. I don't, sure. so I don't listen to anything unless it's on my computer. Nice. So I just bring my computer, set it up, and then I can listen to stuff on Spotify and yeah. everything. Um, so yeah, stuff like that has been really mm -hmm. nice to, because then I can, I just have so much more time where I can't be doing anything else really. Yeah. And so I listened to a couple song exploder episodes yesterday or like breaking down a Mumford song, breaking nice. down a bleacher song. <laughs> so yeah, it's stuff like that where I can just still kind of. Yeah. You can, you can personify, you can really live into being chill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there exactly. It is, there it is, yep. We could, full I knew circle. we could come back yep. to it. That's the full demonstration of mm -hmm. being a roaster and the chill. Yes. <laughs> so I feel like roasting just from seeing you even doing it is one of those hurry up and wait kind of jobs mm. where like you probably have these quick turnaround moments. And then a lot of it's just like sitting there and just in case something needs to happen, staring at a screen, staring at well, something, not a, not a phone or whatever, but you know, yeah, yeah the like roasting the, the monitor profile. Yeah. For the, yeah. yeah. But it's like, how do you like that? Like the sort of the hurry up and wait or even some of that space. Cause it's like, does that work well for you as a person? Do you think that works for like other people too? Is like that, 
Yeah. Some people like kind of the slow and steady. Yeah. They know exactly what to do. Other yeah. people want thrill and then like crash, thrill and crash. Yeah. So where does it all, where does that pacing fit in your experience of like coffee roasting? I enjoy that. The, it is very, um, rhythmic. It's rhythmic. So, hmm. you know, like when I first, like, when it okay when the roasters reach charge temperature it's time to drop the beans and then when you drop the beans that's basically just a turn you're waiting till you get to the turning point which is about two minutes so it's like yeah. i can't do anything for two minutes so i'm just like sitting there but then if it reaches turning point too soon then i need to dial the gas back you know so it's like yeah. i have to be there engaged but mm-hmm. there's not hopefully you don't have to do anything right so right. Um, ideally <laughs> it is very rhythmic like that and then you know when the beans are cracking, you know, when you're reaching first crack, you got to be locked in. Cause it's like, okay, if they're cracked for too long, then, you know, it's going to be roasted literally in not a good way. And if they don't crack long enough, Burnt. then it's going to, yeah, it's going to be baked. And so yeah. there's so many other things that, um, hmm. but then, you know, when you dump and then they're in the cooling bin, they just have to cool. Like you don't yeah. have to do anything. Yeah. It's agitating them. It's cooling. So then you're like, okay, back to doing nothing. You and know, that part and, looks cool too. Like, it is. I think that's my favorite, yeah, like, visual really cool. part of it is you just see the yeah. beans kind of getting, I don't know, aerated or whatever. They're cooling. Cooling, yeah. It's, it's just, just like, got a fan underneath, and it's like... Yeah. Yeah. It just, it looks so And I've really cool. loved it because it's, we haven't really reached the breaking point of, like, spring yet. Yeah. So it's still, like, freezing in there. When I get in there in the morning, it's like 63 degrees that's in awesome. the road. So when they come out, they're 450. And so I'm, like, putting my hands over Let's it like go. it's a campfire. I'm like, ah. That like makes me feel nostalgic about like going snowboarding in like Breckenridge or something. And like they have all the like gas and propane fire pits like just out as you walk around the shops and stuff where it's like you're freaking cold, but there's all these like nice, just like really chill places to kind of warm up your hands yeah. or whatnot. I bet that's cool. Yeah. I haven't spent extended time in Colorado. So that sounds like a very Colorado Northwestern thing. Yeah. I think like any, anywhere that's like cold. You probably have that experience of like, huh. I mean, relate it back to even if your house was cold and you had a, you had a fireplace. It's sort of like that. Now we're jiving that like, yeah. there's just an inherent nostalgia to the yeah. experience, whether it's nostalgic or not. It just yeah. is. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's something that it, it's back to our ancestors, yeah. our cavemen ancestors. Yeah, we just start grunting and <laughs> crawling around. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> That's awesome. So, Speaking of like grunting and crawling around, this is going to be a really, really hard segue, but I like it. So I have sticking a baby. With it. No, I don't. That would be perfect. But <laughs> yes. Uh, you're the first man that's ever been pregnant. Yes. I think that's already happened, actually. Anyways. Mr. Mom. Yeah. Isn't that a movie? <laughs> Who knows? I think it has Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. I have to look it up. All right. You look it up. But I have this segue and I really want to stick to it. So oh, okay. This, the, the big segue is. So speaking of grunting and crawling around. You're in a band. I am. Yes. <laughs> Very similar experiences. You see how good that segue was? That was, was. great. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, but the only thing that kind of threads those together is I've seen uh, the band You're In Me Like Bees in Joplin, and it was probably one of like the best shows I've ever been to in Joplin, for sure. Mm. But even in the area, it was just like a really fun experience. A lot of people were there, and I had no idea that you could play bass the way that you do that. You had that like, I didn't either capacity to kind of push <laughs> up there. Yeah. I don't know if you like learned that or if you've always had that, but the thing that I'm really more interested in 
is the stage presence Mm. because stage presence isn't inherently musical. Yeah, definitely not. It's kind of this other thing. And it's not, I think it's really easy to sort of label stage presence as like the performance thing or like it can be, I don't know. It's easy to sort of slap a lot of weird labels that don't really fit Mm -hmm. or they're not, they're not, they're not complete. You know, they're not full. Yeah. It's like, it needs a lot of descriptors to be like, well, why is stage presence important? Yeah, no, I agree. So I kind of wanted to just talk about like with your stage presence, is that something you think about? Like, is it something you put effort into? Is it natural for you to sort of just like have a look to like even have, dare I call it dance moves or specific (laughs) like moments where you choose like, Hey, you know, at this point in this song, I'm going to look over and just straight up connect with the drummer Mm -hmm. because it brings something to life in the music. Yeah. You know, but there's like a, there's a different non-musical creative thing happening there with stage presence. Yeah, I agree. So I don't know what ideas or thoughts you might have to share on that, but I just thought that might be interesting to kind of hear from you on stage presence. I think, um, that's, it's interesting because I think performing the song is more, is more entertaining to me than like playing the song. Yeah. I think my favorite artists that I've seen live or, you know, I've watched videos of if I don't have the money to see them, (laughs) Drake, um, (laughs) you know, it's like them performing it is, it takes on a whole, the song takes on a whole new life. And so, But the the best thing about being in me like bees is like I I performed by myself before right. before I was in me like bees right. and so it was it was such a weird like dynamic when I I remember like the first tour so I joined the band and they had like a thirty show tour and yeah. I was like okay I'm in the band like you so know you went from hip hop to rock yeah yeah which is yeah, you know. in like a month, you <laughs> yeah, know. Like, so okay, here we go. <laughs> so I think the best, the the weirdest feeling was like on that tour, being like, oh, it, this is like camaraderie. Yeah, you know, when you're on stage, you're a collective unit performing, yep. and that was new to me because it was like prior to I I was the focal point. <laughs> yeah. I had to do yeah everything. I had to remember every line. I had to get the crowd engaged. I had to. So it was like right it was so freeing to go up there and like be okay with the music moving you to like a different place. Nice. And so it, it, it I don't know what it is, but inherently I don't have to worry about my stage presence. And mm. I, I'm not saying that as if like, it's like the cool thing. It might not be the right answer, but it's like, is there a right answer though? I don't know. I, th- I don't, I, I don't just think- don't want that sound to sound pretentious. Like I don't even have to yeah. think about it. It's like music is so powerful right. that it's like, if if you're doing it for the right reasons, yeah. I feel like it will take you right to those places. Or when I look over and, you know, it's at the time it was Lewis and it's like, oh, I'm going to look over at Lewis at this time because we wrote this part in practice together. Yeah. You know, and, and so it's like. And you're still just like, remember when this happened? Yes. Like, and you remember this? This feels good. It's <laughs> moments yeah. like that or where like Pete, you know, me specifically, it was like I had to. I mean, I, there were times where I didn't know if I could do what Pete and Luke were asking me to do, you know, like in terms of joining the band and yeah, there were, you know, 10 hour days of just playing the same four songs over and over with Luke <laughs> in my basement. And it's like, yeah, when you play those moments live, they take a whole new meaning to yep. you. And it's just, a dude, do you remember when like yeah. 
I was almost in tears because I couldn't do this and you needed me to, you know, it was like, it was such an interesting thing. So I think when you're playing them live and you, you're realizing that it's all kind of been worth it. Yeah. Performing is just second nature at that point. You know, it's like, yeah. How do you feel about this? And then feel that way and it'd be okay. You know, it's, it's so weird. It's, if you're okay with being vulnerable, I guess, in front of a bunch of people, then I, I think it's cool. I think that's but, a that's a huge part of it. And even you know, like some of what I'm hearing from you in that is in being in a band, there's this, the boring word is collaboration, but there's mm-hmm. this experience, shared experience that continues to develop. Yeah, It's like flavors and notes and coffee sort of developing because you did a certain thing. It's like, I know it's getting meta now, (laughs) but it's like you have this development. Everything sort of has its own time, its own patience, its own process. And eventually it just keeps creating new results. Yeah. And the new results are just as exciting as the process because you actually enjoy the process. It's, it's like, for instance, if you really want to make a good video and you want to be the person on screen don't post your first take. Yeah. Because probably you didn't nail it. You know, it's like, so the, but the more comfortable you get through, like there's been plenty of videos that I've edited, whether it's other people talking mm-hmm. or myself on screen where it's just like so frustrating while you're recording. It's so frustrating, but it's like the process is so important. Yeah. And in that collaborative shared experience band world, Definitely. I was gonna say you probably had similar experiences with Lewis, like same drummer, yeah. same instrument, you know, it was right, like, yeah. yeah, both bass players mm-hmm. playing with the same drummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like, either way, that's, there's just a, uh, like some, so much friendship that comes out of it. And it's like, who knows if other people even see those moments, yeah. but they enjoy that you're enjoying it. Definitely. Cause it's contagious. It's like, and it seems something t- intangible that's yeah. just like, no, I believe it's like the authentic value. It's sincere. Yeah, it's yeah. sincere. If you know, and I don't know, and yeah, yeah, when Luke's talking about, you know, like one of our favorite songs is like All Alone and you know when he's like I can't talk to myself uh cuz I take my pills, you know? Yeah. And it's just like when Luke's singing that and he seems sincere, Mm-hmm. it feels okay if you also feel that way. Yeah. You know, it's like, "Oh, okay, this is a communal thing now." Yeah this guy in this band is okay with singing this in front of people. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm okay too. You know, it's like it's right. moments like that. It's like you it know? lifts you up. Like he had this experience where he started low where you're feeling when you hear it. Mm. And then he ran it through this process of songwriting, sharing it with the Roasting, band kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Really just like permeating yeah. the flavor that it developed into. Yeah. And then it's this sort of like, higher version of that or a a more processed, more mature version of that, that when you share it, then anyone who hasn't gone through the process yet gets to actually reap some of the reward without the process to go, Oh, that's what it's like to, to go through this. I think I could get counseling. I think I could get on medicine. I think I could do these other, you know, whatever the out in that specific output. Like we're all like Christians, you know? And so it's like, we've just like always talked about, if someone can just grab onto like a nugget of truth, you know, through whether it be the lyrics or the performance or a chat afterwards or something. So it's been, that's exactly, that's like the band's goal in like a nutshell, you know? So like an internal mantra sort of type of driving force thing, which is really, 
that's a huge yeah that's, Wait, did i just say dragon force no driving force <laughs> that's a, one of the dragon forces of me like bees but me like bees is really similar to <laughs> we're a dragon force cover band actually <laughs> yeah it's like dragon force cover band and they only play when it's like 80 degrees or hotter definitely because yep. otherwise their amps don't go to 11 they don't they just yeah. stick at 10 and they're like frozen there yeah it's like well, why why not go to 11 gots to you know actually recently i saw an amp that went to 12 and Whoa. i was like that's just like 11's cool 12's try hard definitely and like you just 11's a sweet spot 11's great yeah, yeah. For anyone who hasn't so seen So we'll Spinal talk about Tap. Stranger Things now because 11's great. So uh, <laughs> Oh, Stranger Things. And then we'll slowly segue to how you kind of had a Steve yeah, vibe with yeah. your stage presence. And we'll yeah. just keep circling this yes. track. Like, yeah. It's like runners who like to run on a 400 Actual meter real track. Life track. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I think I've done this before. I was here just like a second ago, I think. But yeah. it feels good still. Yeah. I'm going to keep going. For some reason. Okay stupid running story i have for you eighth grade track districts you did track i did track whoa yeah i was really good actually back when i was into that stuff i believe it but colorado lower oxygen you just you know i mean it's like a actually it's the opposite right it's the same problem though yeah it's only good if you're like from colorado you go somewhere else right but, so you weren't, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, I get the point you're making, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Trying to make, I guess, better way yeah. to put it. So my friend can't run the mile because he rolled his ankle doing something stupid in the sideline or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like, hey, Ashton, why don't you run it? I'm like, all right, whatever. So get on the track. Yeah, this is districts. Like, there's like a lot of people here. Yeah. And like, I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. So I, you know, jump on, get in the blocks, whatever. I'm already like super tired. So I take some ibuprofen before... I run because I was like kind of feeling sore or whatever. And I was like, I don't know. Do I need this? Whatever. I just took it because kids take pills sometimes. Definitely. And so I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. And I'm like doing really good. Like I'm in second place the whole time. And I'm going to pass first place. I'm like, I'm going to do this. And so I'm coming around that last little stretch Mm -hmm. and I just take off. And I pass the guy in first and he's looking at me like, what are you doing? And I hit the what I thought was the finish line, but it was only lap three of four. Um, and so I kind of slow down and I'm like gassed from just sprinting. Of course. And so then, you know, he just keeps running past me and speeds up because he's on his last lap now. Whoa. And I'm like, did I? No. And everyone's like, keep going, keep going, yelling at me. And so I'm like, well, let's go. So yeah. I finished it. Ended up running a 515 mile, which is pretty really good fast. for not someone that doesn't run get the first mile because yeah. the dude that won got a 446 dang he had a personal trainer rich kid you know yeah oh boy and uh but anyway I, immediately after i just threw up everywhere it's like all right that's insane and i think that's uh i'll stop while i'm at the top yeah yeah <laughs> so that's that, crazy. I have really nothing to do with anything but that's insane it's kind of a fun little story of did track for a little bit spewing in eighth grade as well did you yeah and then I was like, oh, this is literally all it is. It's just running. I'm good. Thank you, though. Oh, so this is like the conditioning for other sports? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I did like triple jump, long jump, stuff like that. So it was less running and more about like cool stuff. technique and yeah. speed. Yeah. So then everyone's not run the mile. <laughs> when someone got hurt. Yeah. Throw and they'd throw everywhere. you out there. It's yeah. Like, wow. That, uh, I bet everybody was like, that kid is so dumb. That's so great. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. know if I would have kept running. Well, everyone's I, yelling at I me. I know, Go but I don't think I would have done it. I would have been like, nah. 
I'm like, I already you filled come in. out here and run it. I already filled in for somebody, but I'm like, at that point, I put so much. I already did most of the I work. Yes, that's true. Yeah, and I was really like, kind of like annoyed that that kid just like passed me again mm-hmm. after I just put all that effort yeah. into passing him. <laughs> so then it was just like way too competitive after that. Yeah, and I still lost to him. So whatever. Rich kid, four forty six or something. Yeah, four forty six. Yeah. Nice memory. Gosh. Yeah. So. In the world of um, entrepreneurism, which I think you have dabbled in quite a bit. Okay. Because um, I think I've, we've known each other like 10 years or more now. Is that right? 2010? It's, it's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Did you did you come to Ozark 2010 fall? Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've known each nah, other. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I did. So we've known each other for like 11 years. That's wild. Which is crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> But all that to say, I've seen you do lots of things where you put a lot of effort into something more than what it seems like other people are willing to put into it and have it pay dividends for you Mm. or have it be more meaningful to you. Mm -hmm. And so whether that was music or even you worked at Best Buy and I Mm -hmm. remember you just like hustled and saved a bunch of money. Definitely. And it was like the rest of us were broke going to donate plasma and eat Taco Bell <laughs> and you're like, have a good job working yeah, hard. Yeah. Doing what you can. But it's like, so where does that come from? That like, I think that does require some creativity. Yeah. And yeah. even just some like confidence or even self-awareness to kind of drive that way. Yeah. Like where does that come from for you? Does something inspire you? Do you just feel like generally driven? Like what is that? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, um, most of that is going to be, it's going to be from my dad who is like a, like a actual business guy. Like he, he's a biz whiz. Yeah. So he was like the president of Eagle pitcher, which is like a battery company here in town. And now he works in Tampa doing similar stuff. So he's, he's kind of, and he started as an engineer, you know? So it's just like, he worked his way up, you know? And, um, I don't know. And he always kind of instilled like a, like work really hard yeah. attitude, I guess. And me and my brother. So that's definitely where that the business, like, you know, hustle, like make sure that your family's taken care of. Yeah. Idea is from, I remember I was talking to Natty about this and it's like, man, it's crazy how different like our, like our, and it, I don't know. I don't mean this in like I'm old now, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's crazy how our, how different our generation is. Like I was talking to my dad when we were at a Royals game one time, we were passing the stadium on the highway and he's like, yeah, this is the apartment I used to live in right here, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's crazy. Like, what did you want to do when you got <laughs> out of college, you know? Yeah. And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, like, what did you want to do? And he's like, well, we didn't think like that. We didn't think <laughs> what we want to do. I just got a job. And yeah. What was, what was the next step? Like there was a path. Yeah, exactly. It was paved. And he, he's like, I got a job at Eagle Pitcher and then I became the president 27 years later or something, you know? And it's like, and now I have yeah. a family and this is what I do now, you know? And it's just like, it was so crazy to hear that he's like, I didn't w- we didn't have a chance to worry about all the things that you guys have a chance to worry about. And part of that is because he works so hard and you know, he, he wants me to be able to do like the, especially when I was, you know, in college and stuff, it's like, 
putting out music and playing shows. And, you know, he's like, I want you to be able to do that. And the reason I worked so hard for 20 years is be so you could, you know? And so I wouldn't have to worry about like, well, what do I do now? I have to do something, you know? And so I think a lot of it is from that because Mm. I see that and it's crazy to have like people like love you so much before you were even born. Yeah. Like they started him and my mom started building the foundation for like the success of my life before I was even born, mm-hmm. which is just like so crazy. And so I was talking to Natty about it and it's like, what could we be doing, you know, for our kids mm-hmm. to where they, you know, even just have like a shred of what we've been given, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so just kind of a attitude, like of gratitude, I guess yeah. f- for like, life, I guess, in general. Mm -hmm. And then the creativity side of all that just like comes from my mom. She's a very creative person. So she likes to paint and she was like super good at it. And so, yeah, I think that's where it's an interesting blend because most of the time (laughs) business and like creative stuff don't mix. Like if you're making a record, you're like, I don't think about how much it costs and I don't think about how much to market it. And I don't think about any of this because I just want to make it good. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, well, (laughs) <laughs> Someone has to, I, it right. doesn't have to be you. It's true. So it's an interesting, uh, blend. Yeah. And one one of the things that I frequently push into when I hear that sort of mindset, I guess of like, well, you know, this person's creative and this person handled the details mm-hmm. is that actually they both offered creativity differently. And so while fine arts creativity is easy to sort of slap the sticker on of, Oh, that's creative. Right. Uh, a typical Yeah, that's that's typically creative, but the atypical creative is someone who brings in the logistics. Maybe they think about budgeting, maybe they think Mm. about marketing and some of those other types of things that are less inspiring or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They're less like they less talk to the soul and they more talk to like Mm. the tangibility of life. Yeah. Or it's like, hey, for your art to reach more people and have the impact you want, we need to do all these boring things. Yeah. Or all these rote or routine type yeah, of things. Yeah. I but, just learned what rote yeah. means yesterday. Oh. Yeah. You didn't Crazy. Think it, it's like not past tense. It's like. I'm just kidding. I was like. <laughs> I am think rote as in like written. Right. But rote, oh. but rote as in like a route that's stuck. Or yeah. Or it's like, like you're in a routine. Mimeric. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Words. <laughs> Also, the English language, anytime you hear a word, you're like, that's probably this. It's like, maybe not. It could be, Who but knows? not. But no, it could, it's not. It could be another name <laughs> yeah. for like a hot dog. It could be. <laughs> yes. Like, whatever. Thanks, English. Yep. You get the word of most. Synonyms, homonyms. Ridiculous language. Yeah. <laughs> so this podcast is brought to you by the English language. Thank you, English. Which is why it's made no sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but kidding. yeah, I think that's interesting. That's They're both solving problems creatively. But definitely in different ways. I mean, that's obvious, but it's like for different reasons, I suppose. Right. I don't know. Well, I just think it's, it's so, I think it, it it robs people who are not fine arts people Mm. to say that they're not creative. I think Mm. it robs them of the fullness of life Mm. for them to sort of like remove creativity from their own identity Mm. because as created people just like a child would imitate their parent because they love them and respect them and want to be like them. Mm -hmm. If we've been created by a creator for us to create 
is that same sort of adoration. Mm. And so I look at it as like, I feel like every, there's some people who they get it and they push into that fine arts thing. They don't, and you don't have to be the best painter. You don't have right. to be the best bass player or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's a different quantifier of what's good in that. Cause you just get it. Mm-hmm. There's like a creativity to it. But then the people who are more on the other side where they removed that creative label, I just, I feel like for them to really be able to accept, and I would even put myself in this category. I think I've kind of been an imposter is the way I feel about it Hmm. towards most of the fine art stuff. It's like, Oh, I want to play music. So I'm going to learn how to do that. Like Alec and I talked about a couple Mm -hmm. episodes ago was sort of that same concept because he, he resonates with that really well as Hmm. especially now as a, like a financial guy. You know, but he still does the music thing. Right. So, but it's like we see the music, we figured out that there was a cheap version of the Nashville number system where it's like, oh, now I understand that these numbers mean this sound and this mood. Okay, I got it. Yeah. And so we figured out how to kind of do some of that stuff. But anyway, that whole concept of just installing the label of creativity Mm. back onto people who have sort of dismissed it or covered it up. I think just allows people to, to realize more about themselves that yeah they might've been asleep to, or they might've actually hidden away cause they were afraid of it. Yeah. So like your dad, he's yeah. probably wonderfully creative in ways that he just thinks are normal. Yeah. But they're not, they're special to him. And they're so second nature that it's just, yeah. yeah. So, hmm. or even like workflow stuff, you know, it's like if he figured out, how to answer these emails while he was on the phone with someone else. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just like kind of yeah. making the best of his workflow. Right. That's a creative way to right. get those things done. Yeah. And that's more than, I think a lot of people go, no, that's just problem solving. Like, well, yeah, problem solving is a type of creativity, but yeah. there's sometimes you go to that upper echelon of problem solving and sort of that like efficiency thing. Mm-hmm. And you've reached a different, like don't label that as just like efficiency. Yeah. That's like, that's creativity, Yeah, but it's become like, it's like, it's just the super legit, like it's high corporate. quality matured yeah. Yeah. creativity in yeah. Yeah, like a, maybe a corporate way. Yeah. Um, one f- last little bit I want to chat with you about, which you're going to love this. I'm ready. You just met my lizard Gotham. I did. And she, she's a girl despite her, very manly not, name. Not very effeminate. Yeah. <laughs> she has a manly yeah. name and she's just like a beige, peely lizard. Yes. Which is not necessarily the most like effeminate thing. You're right. But anyway, uh, we both have weird pets. Mm-hmm. And so when people like come over and there's not a dog like licking their shoes, but they see a rabbit instead. How do you feel about that? Like, do you love having an interesting pet? I do. They're the thing that I hate is we, you kind of mentioned it, which is like, I'm super like jiving with, um, rabbits are also prey animals. Oh yeah. So people think that, Oh, it's just like a cat. And I'm like, it's actually the complete opposite <laughs> because Pax and Annie will get scared of everything. Yep. Like, cause they think everything's going to kill them. Yeah. Like they don't even like getting picked up because yep. it's probably a bird that's going to carry them off and eat them. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. just like, so I love, I love like rabbits are so, I don't know how deep you want to get, but they're so like amazing because you have to like 
teach them that you're a friend. Hmm. And so it was literally, I got packs when he was tiny. He was like, he would sit in the palm of my hand, you know, and he, he didn't know where he was. I know I got him from Kansas city. And so he would just like, kind of like shuffle hop around. Cause he was so <laughs> tiny, you know, Yeah. but it was just like day after day of just like sitting on the floor and just being with him and just developing this trust. Mm-hmm. And it's very much a, on their own terms. And yep. so I think rabbits are so beneficial as a person, like, because they teach you like patience and what it means to like have a pet unselfishly. Like, so you can't pick up and cuddle your rabbit all the time. Does that mean you still want it? Like, <laughs> well, you're still giving it a home and a great life. Like when otherwise mm-hmm. people think that they're kind of just like, Oh, just leave them outside in a hutch all day. It's like, no, that's terrible. Like, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love it. I think, and I hate dogs. So it's like the most interesting thing in the world that I walked in and there was like a lizard out there. I was like, this, this is my, this is my favorite thing ever. Like, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, so I think. Do you know if rabbits have um, the part of their brain that like allows them to have affection? They are. Yeah, they do. They do have that yeah. like emotional center. Mm-hmm. So lizards don't. Interesting. So like Gotham only knows like. I think she knows like she like remembers who we are Mm because we like play with her and give her food and stuff. She's like that hand gives me dandelions (laughs) and I like that. Yeah. But it's like pragmatic. Very very just like I like it because of benefit. Yeah. Only. There's no like I love you. Yeah. And so I think that's one of the weird things about a lizard is like, yeah, she doesn't care about us. Yeah. At all. Yeah. But I don't care. Like I still like her. I think she's great. I think that's so, (laughs) that's so huge because people that are like, you know, that like love dogs or like hate cats. I do love dogs and cats though. I'm, I'm like an animal person. I love cats, but I don't, I hate dogs, but, but the people that, the people that love dogs, they love dogs because dogs love them. And that is psychopathic. (laughs) Right. Because the second their dog might not care about them, yeah. they're like, but, 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 you know, and it's, so it's like that. I they're love like that about that lizards. The dog went to somebody else first. Yeah. I love that about <laughs> lizards. Cause it's like, you're willing to, this is an unselfish yeah. thing for you. It's like, yeah, if we died, you know, Gotham, she probably wouldn't care. No. And she, it's like, she, but she you still care know. for her. She would literally not care. And how is that not an image of like Christ-like love? Sure. You yeah. know? And it's like, I love it. I love I love that my cat doesn't care about me at all. Yeah. Because I'm going to make the choice every day to care for her, no matter what. You know, it's just so cool. Yeah. But dog people, they're so lame. They're like, he loves me. See, I love him because he loves me. And it's like, okay, well, what oh, if he didn't? Man. You know, I just, uh, but so I love that. I love yeah. that. It's so interesting when pets can teach you something, you know? Yeah. Which is crazy. I knew that at some point in this conversation, we would get a hot take from you. That's it. That's not, absolutely Not that you're it. like a hot take artist, but- I also frequently dabble in the hot takes. And you've known me long enough and to I've know. Known you long if enough, you talk long enough, you'll get one. <laughs> like, We're going to get one of these. That's it. So there it is. If you're offended, hit me up on Instagram. Come at me. He will apologize on my behalf. I won't apologize. Okay, good. I'll just <laughs> say, sorry, you're offended. Yep. <laughs> like He doesn't like it. dogs. I don't know what you yeah. want me to do. So if you want that message, I'll send it to you. Just send me a DM Forward it. on Instagram yeah. and I'll just copy and paste. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you're offended. Get over it. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, it was. Speaking uh, of uh, the old Instagram, is that your social media of choice currently? Yeah. Do you have one? I do. 
I do. I know sometimes you you phase in and out of social media and caring at all about it. Yeah, I do have one. I yeah. So if people wanted to follow stuff, why that you on do, earth would they ever want to do that? After they want to follow. <laughs> okay, but if they want to, they want to see coffee roasting. They want to follow yeah. me like bees. Yeah. They want to see your podcast. Yeah. Like they want to see all these different things. Like where can people follow those things? You can even if it's not like you know your own thing. Like yeah, my, where can people find out more about what you do and where you're posting things about stuff? My Instagram is Jake Bennett thirteen. That's, and then everything else I'm affiliated with is like in my bio. So like, I also have Ooh. a podcast, the coffee shop that I roast for is in there. The band is in there. My Spotify links in there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a bunch of stuff. I think that that is, that's a good, yes, it's the central hub. There you go. Yeah. So say it again, Jake, Jake Bennett, Bennett, one, three, one, three, one, three. I'm so, the only one they can see your hands. Yeah, so that's true. Fine. Yeah. One, three, <laughs> one, three. So, yeah. uh, yeah, I'll, I don't, this big thing I've been lately on is like make Instagram casual yeah. because it's like everyone cares about their grid and everyone cares. It's like, <laughs> I, guys, I got news for you. The only person that cares is you. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't care if I go to your profile and it looks like if right. it's pleasing to me, yeah. you know, it's like, I follow you. Yeah. I, I care about what you're doing. You know, so that's basically what you're going to see on there. You're going to see like, I get having brands. Oh yeah. For sure. Definitely. Yeah. Stop worrying about your brand. Yeah. Be a human. Yeah. Yeah. Like, (laughs) so uh, you'll probably see like my rabbits call. I play call of duty. I roast coffee. I have a fiance. I'm working on like a house. So it's like, you'll see a bunch of stuff. So yeah. Which congratulations by the way, being engaged. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It was a, it's an achievement, I suppose. It's, well, it's a level of commitment that's... Yes. It's worth celebrating. Yes. That's, yeah. that's what I mean by that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. So we're trying to figure out scheduling because the band already has some stuff, you know, like... You're not going to have the, the band books. like play at the wedding? No. No. <laughs> that, we hate playing weddings. I would probably hate my wedding. <laughs> I hate playing my wedding, too. Unless yeah. I paid myself. What? Now that's interesting. What a life hack. Yeah. Is it though? Yeah, I actually got paid grand to play my <laughs> wedding. So it was really cool. That'd be so funny. That'd be hilarious. It's like the best paying gig you've yeah. ever had. <laughs> yeah. You just yeah. pay all of your own money to yourself. That's mad funny. The only problem is you'd have to pay taxes on that. So yeah, you'd actually just be true. losing money. To the government. <laughs> to yourself. Yeah. yeah. But you could write you could write all of it off because it's your own expense. True. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to do this. I think we're playing the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. If the government listens to this podcast to find out this sketchy thing that we're doing right now. Thank you. It was. Thank uh, you for listening. It was. (laughs) Thanks for being a part of this. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Also, the podcast that you have is called. Even better. This podcast is not for you. Yes. This podcast is not for you. Yes. Which I'm going to be joining you guys here pretty soon we're recording next week if you want to hear if you want like, to hear our sultry voices again no if you want to hear <laughs> like ashton's heart behind this podcast and what he does for the toad or which i guess if you don't know what that is uh it's like a magazine so tune in yeah for toad news <laughs> yes i was gonna say it's a magazine it's not just like he also doesn't have a pet toad yeah. uh so no, screw, yeah screw toads we're gonna get into like why you started this and yeah. you know your heart be kind behind a lot of it so there's a little teaser if you want to yeah. hear that check out this podcast is not for you and maybe it is for you 
and maybe it's, it's not, not, but you listen to it anyways, and therefore it kind of is. Yes. Catch 22. Wow. So if you're still hanging under the reins after that random but wonderful conversation, you made it. It's okay. You can release your grip. You can turn your palms up and let them breathe a little bit because that was quite the wrestle. If you want to connect with Jake Bennett 13 on Instagram, you can do it exactly there at Jake Bennett 13, where you'll find Instagram staying extra casual. And just one more time for good measure at Jake Bennett 13. You know, people like Jake really inspire me. And I hope that our conversation was inspiring to you in some way, whether it's expressing yourself through music, expressing yourself through your own style or whatever, or even trying new adventures and trying to get an opportunity that just doesn't seem possible. Whatever it is, creatives, you have what it takes. You got to just go for it. Sometimes you're going to fail. Sometimes you're going to succeed. But no matter what you do, you're going to learn, which will make you better. And better means more possibilities. And so creativity cannot be in a box any longer. Don't forget, you are the only you that can come to this world. And so bring what you bring. Give what you can. Be the best you. And as always, creatives, you know I gotta say it. Stay creative. See you next week.